G'day and welcome to the Dolby Anglican Podcast. David Brown here. If you'd like to learn more about our church, uh, please visit anglicandolby.org.au. Today's sermon is delivered by Reverend Ken Hansen, who is a police chaplain in Dolby and beyond, and he's focusing on Matthew 16, 13 to 20 as part of our series Upside Down Kingdom, and this sermon is entitled A Kingdom for the Humble. Enjoy the sermon. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew chapter 16, beginning at the 13th verse. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say that I am? Simon answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, but my Father, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Who loves the Bible, who has a beautiful wife, whom together they have faced some very... um, difficult health situations courageously. Um, He has a great love for the police force and respect and he is a very kind and helpful man. Thank you, Kim. My head's about here now. (laughs) (laughs) I think Kim knows me a bit more than what I thought. (laughs) Um, Thank you for your words, Kim. Shirley, would you like... Kim's only known me for a short while, so... That's pretty encouraging, that, uh, those words. You took me back there a bit. Shirley, I'm gonna, Shirley's known me for a long time. She's known me and Julie since we practically moved to Dolby, the same as Anne over here. And uh, I'm going to ask Shirley a question, but it's going to be slightly different, Shirley. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, that's right. The question is, who do you say that I am? Oh, <laughs> well, after such a long dissertation last time, how long have I got to go for? Um, I would say, I know you are a deacon of the Anglican Church, that you are a very much loved and appreciated police chaplain and I mean really appreciated. And you're a really good friend that we've had for years and years and years. Um, If you want someone you can rely on, that's Ken. And if you want someone who's always got a smile for everyone, that's Ken.
Daniel. Daniel says, As I continued to watch the vision that night, I saw what looked like the Son of Man coming with clouds of heaven, and he was presented to the eternal God. He was crowned king and given power and glory so that all the peoples of every nation and race would serve him. He will rule forever, and his kingdom is eternal, never to be destroyed. Well, it's sad to say that most of the people in Jesus' time were expecting a Messiah, a leader, that would rise up a mighty army to drive out the Romans, and who would also re-establish the great divinity kingdom. They had no such idea regarding the Son of Man or who he is. As stated in today's Gospel reading, Jesus has chosen a place called Caesarea Philippi in the land of the Gentiles to reveal himself more completely to his disciples. And rather than telling the disciples his true identity, Jesus first questions the disciples who do people believe Jesus, the Son of Man, to be? Some of the answers are reassuring. Other answers aren't so kind, saying that he is a vagrant, or that he sponges off others with lots of eating and drinking. Some even say that he is a demon. The disciples continue on telling Jesus what people are saying and thinking about him. Some of the people say that he is John the Baptist. He was executed by Herod. John was of such a powerful presence that people would not be surprised to see him again. Indeed, even Herod thought that Jesus might be John resurrected. Some have said that he is the prophet Elijah, the worker of miracles, who is expected to reappear before the coming of the great and terrible day. And again, others say that he is the prophet Jeremiah, who had opposed the religious leaders in Jerusalem and had predicted the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. And still some people say that he might be one of the prophets of years ago. As Jesus listens to his disciples, it's quite clear that the majority of people thought well of him. But when they, when they try to identify him, they do so in terms of former prophets. However, we know that Jesus is more than a prophet. He is the Christos, the Christ, the Anointed One. It is important for Jesus to know what people think of him and of who he might be. Now this first question is simply preparing the disciples for his second all-important question. And I forgot my little ticket. <laughs> Thanks, David. I'm glad you were in control of it. 
Who do people say that I am? His eyes pierce the disciples as he says, But who do you say that I am? Before we hear the answer to this question, remember back in verse 13, Jesus told the disciples that he is the Son of Man. Jesus is now pushing their intellect even further. Jesus is asking his disciples, who they believe him to be. The large crowds of people are free to believe whatever they want to believe about him. But Jesus has been carefully preparing his disciples to carry on his Back in those times, the task of the high priest of Israel was to anoint people with oil, to set them apart for a special position, such as a prophet, a priest, or a king. Anointing indicates not only that God has chosen this person, but also that God will give this person the ability to fulfill a special and important role. So when Peter says, you are the Christ. He was going one step further. He was taking a giant leap. As I mentioned earlier, the people of Israel had for many years been looking for God to send a saviour. Someone who was like King David of old, who had led Israel to greatness. Israel wanted God to send them a Messiah to do that again to make Israel great again, to save Israel from the oppression of the Roman occupation who ruled during Jesus' lifetime. So when Peter said, you are the Christ, he was saying, you are the Saviour whom we have awaited for centuries. You are the one sent from God to save us. We are not surprised to hear that Jesus is the Christ. For at the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, it begins with these words. Do you remember what the words were? At the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, what does it say? The book of the genealogy of Jesus. When 
some other Bibles it says the ancestors of Jesus. Now you will have to go and check that, won't you? <laughs> I can't but wonder what the disciples were thinking when they left everything behind them to follow Jesus. Their livelihoods, their families, businesses and so on. Presumably, they would have grown in their faith and understanding as they followed Jesus day by day. But this is the first time that a disciple has acknowledged that Jesus is the Christ, the Christos, the Son of the living God. You may remember we first heard about Jesus being the Son of God at his baptism when God announced from heaven, this is my beloved Son. Jesus spoke often about himself as the Son. Zoe had preached that we heard the disciples call Jesus the Son of God when he walked across the water to the boat and still the storm. Now Jesus compares himself among the lifeless idols that dotted the landscape in Caesar Philippi, a place where he now reveals himself to his faithful followers as the Son of God. I don't know which one it is, but that's one of the idols. Oh, it's supposed to be one of the idols. That one. <laughs> it's supposed to be one of the idols. Obviously, Trigger things is not working properly for me, Dave. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just one of the many idols that dotted uh, around Caesar Philippi. The statement that Peter makes, you are the Christ, really demands a commitment. If Peter truly believes that Jesus is the Messiah, he will have to give himself up completely in serving Jesus. This is also true for us. Here's what I believe. Who we say Jesus is has everything to do with who and how we are to respond to his call. It shows us how we are to live and what we will stand up for. It guides our decisions determines our actions along with the words we think and say. It shows us the depth of our motivations for and a commitment to in following Jesus. A motivation and commitment that will be challenged by next week's gospel in which Jesus invites us to take up our cross and die with him. And I can't wait for David to uh, preach on that and see what he has to say in his sermon next week. Yes, to take up our cross and follow Jesus. What will be involved? Well, we're just going to have to wait to hear from David, aren't we? <laughs> but today, the question Jesus is asking is to make us think about our commitment. It's about witnessing and testifying to God's life, love and presence in our lives.
in our community and in the world. It's grounded in love. It moves us from simply knowing about Jesus to knowing who Jesus really is. The Son of the living God. There are many times when one may experience a disconnection between Sunday Jesus whom we worship, sing praises to and talk about for an hour. Well, I'm not going to talk for an hour. <laughs> and then there's the life we live, the other 167 hours of the week. The things we say and the things we do during that week sometimes doesn't align with our Sunday worship. Sometimes we become railroaded with our feelings and our thoughts and our actions. So it's important for us to keep on the track and stay focused. The answer to who I am, well, I'm just one of many people that are trying to make a difference in this world. I know just how difficult that can be for us to recognise and to live out the truth that Jesus is the centre of our lives and of our actions. Did that change? Change in. Peter's answer to the question, but you, who do you say that I am? It's what we should feel running through our veins and through our bodies. It demands the feverish answer. You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Well, that's it. That's all I have to say this morning. I need a little prayer for you. May the Holy Spirit guide you and those whom you love as you journey forwards. The Lord be with you. And also with you. And don't forget about next week. We're going to be eager to hear what David has to say about taking up our cross and following Jesus. No pressure.